0: What's up, everybody? It's your man, M.G., Marcus Grant. And have you ever
1: asked the question, is Johnny Utah or Shane Falco the better quarterback? Or do you wonder whether or not Loki would make a better corner or wide receiver? Are you a fan of the O.J. Simpson Film Festival? If you answered yes to any or all of these questions, then Screen Pass is the
0: podcast for you. Check it out every week with Sheehan and Justin on the 32-Bit Network.
1: To have an awesome time, listen to the Scream Pass podcast. To be a loser who doesn't like cool stuff, turn it off. It's a hell of a choose your own adventure, all right. Now let's look back at some of the highlights of that journey. Hopefully Nick sticks a montage in here of some high and low lights, maybe of us, just spinning our wheels.
0: let's go. The illusion of choice. Let's go, clean pair of pants, lock it in. I got the deal no deal I'm down of here yeah let's make it let's do it and while I
1: think dragon porn has made me successful one to yuck anyone else's yum but like
0: I lose my job I'm gonna lose my job I knew it was so wrong and I did it anyway! Cause and effect, right? Life decisions. Let's do it! Before I talk about this, I think this book might not be appropriate for children. This is the
1: greatest fucking thing I've ever had. He's <laughs> wailing on this book. <laughs> so, sorry, what was it? what was that sir? A Richard Wink, Dick Wink. <laughs> you, you can smile and laugh, or just stare blankly. <laughs> There's a lot of ha-ha's here.
0: Smile. Scene.
1: Welcome back to Screen Pass, the show about football in popular culture. I'm Sheehan, and joining me as always is a man who believes that choice is an illusion, and our lives are spun together beyond our control by a cosmic spider weaving a gossamer tapestry. Justin Barber, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Sheehan? Well, I'm uh, as we're talking off pod, I'm battling battling COVID, battling the Rona this week. So this could be Michael Jordan's flu game as a podcast, or uh, we could go down in flames live on air. But this is the the excitement that you get each and every week on, uh, on Screen Pass.
0: Oh man, that sucks. But uh, hey, you sound great. And I can see you, and you look great. So, uh, COVID be damned.
1: Yeah, well, I was hoping I might get sort of a, a raspy, sexy voice for this episode. Uh, particularly because it's going to be a heavy reading episode, as a, a little bit of a sneak peek for you there. But alas, no, it's just my normal voice, and I feel like shit. But we're professionals, and the show must go on. Our, our millions of adoring fans need, a, need this episode. And we'll be dropping after Christmas, and, and this is going to be a perfect escape from their families for a couple of hours.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we know how much you can't live without the Screen Pass podcast. So we're here to deliver COVID rain, snow,
1: shine. Exactly. The NFL might be rescheduling games, but we're not. We fight on here at Screen Pass. (laughs) We fight on. Well, I've got a Christmas treat for you tonight, mate. I don't know when this episode is going to be dropping. I think it'll be dropping between Christmas and New Year. So it's a bit of a Christmas special. Tonight, we are doing a choose-your-own-adventure game. Now, were you a big choose-your-own-adventure guy when you were growing up? I was. I was very excited. So, just
0: before going into this, I have no idea what this podcast is about. I don't know where we're gonna go with this, and I have to preempt that. I am a planner. I like to make sure that everything. Like, I like to do my research. I like to know what I'm talking about. But you know, I think I've always kind of thrived on being quick on my feet too. So I am excited about this. But I was. I was a big choose your own adventure uh, fan growing up, and just just always. You know, when I was young. I would say uh, yeah, pretty, pretty young. Talking elementary school young. I had this Batman Choose Your Own Adventure book. Ooh. It was called Batman The Doomsday Prophecy. And I did look it up since then, so I don't just remember this, but it was by Richard Wank.
1: So, sorry, what was it, what was that
0: surname? <laughs> Richard Wank. Are you or me? Dick, I was Dick Wank. I was <laughs> it's not made up. It's not made up. That is legit his name. Maybe it's a pen name, but pretty pretty messed up to send out to kids.
1: Yeah, well, shout out, shout, <laughs> shout out, Dick, shout out to Dick, Dick Wayne. But this book, this book,
0: I I carried it with me for. It, it was one of my favorite things in the world. I carried it around, and it was an actual book. So it's Batman, but it was not a comic book. It was an actual read read it book. And it had these, uh, it did have black and white illustrations on the pages. But the great thing about this, the crazy thing about this book was Batman could actually die in it.
1: So, oh wow!
0: <laughs> yeah, the book was made for ages eight to 10, but wank, wank made it so that, uh, you go to the wrong page and Batman would die. I mean, obviously at eight to 10, you're looking at like third grade, you know, so you have a superhero that you look up to and you love and all of a sudden you flip to the wrong pages and he's getting eaten by sharks or something like that. It was amazing. It was rad. I loved it. At one point, he fought a whale. And it's for, you know, Batman knows everything. So he knows like the whale's weak spot is in the blowhole. <laughs> so he's just punching this whale's blowhole. The more I talk about this, the more I talk about this, I think this book... <laughs> Might not be appropriate for children.
1: Th- this is the greatest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> He's wailing on this blowhole. <laughs> and, it,
0: and it like it, it like it says the scene like, the whale opens its mighty jaws and swallows all these passengers. I can't. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: Well, I think it's clear that we've lasted just over three episodes before. Screen Pass no longer the show about football in popular culture. We're just going to explore the works of Dick Wank from here on out. What was it called again? For all the uh, all the people who haven't turned off their podcasts,
0: <laughs> it was called Batman: The Doomsday Prophecy. Wow! They have like a like an overall title, like "Which Way Superpowers?" Book. Yep, it was great, and and I looked it up. In doing this podcast, I was like, I remember this book when you told me it was Choose Your Own Adventure, which I think you told me like two days ago, so I wasn't even really, really prepared for it. I found it on Amazon. I ordered it for like six bucks or something. It should be coming, and I will dive into that a little bit more to make sure that it is safe for the
1: world. That is fantastic. It's um, Batman's got a bit of a, a history with cho- choose your own adventure. I know in the late '80s as well, in Death of the Family, or oh, Death in the Family, sorry, people could ring up and decide whether Jason Todd lived or died, and allegedly yes. they had two endings. Uh, he ended up dying, and of course came back later as the Red Hood. Uh, but they brought that back on HBO Max as well with the most recent. A Batman animated film where they had the alternate ending—you could choose whether Jason Todd uh, lived or died, which is uh, which is pretty cool. I never had anything quite as cool as Batman books by by Mister Wank. I had the slightly more family-friendly Muppets Treasure Island Choose Your Own Adventure. Ah. Uh. <sighs> Love the Muppets as a kid. Yeah, me too. You know that was uh, that was also not as good as the film, but that was a lot of fun. And one year I got a bunch of um, Goosebumps Choose Your Own Adventures as well. The, I think they're called Choose Very Your cool. Own Scare or something like that. They were uh, they were really fun. And the other one, when I was doing some research for the show, were Osborne Puzzle Adventure books, where not only was it Choose Your Own Adventure, but you had to like solve the clues on the page to work out which page to then turn to next. And I loved, I ended up buying one tonight as well. I was like, oh, I'd forgotten about these. These were awesome and went on to Amazon. Oh, wild. What kind of puzzle? So it'd be like a riddle or like a maths problem. It'd be, you know, you're inside a tower and to get to the right room, you need to choose the book, like the right book. And to work out which one's the right book is like you got to solve, like if two trees plus three hats equals...
0: Now, did the answer, like, tell you where you needed to go? Like, if the answer was 42, do you go to page 42, or is does it not connect like that?
1: It was one of these ones where they'd be like, if you think it's this one, go to this page. If you think it's that one, go to another page. Oh, that's rad. I like that. And so, again, you could end up, like, falling into a trap, Right. Or, or something like that. So they were always good. And then there was another series of books that I used to get out from my library at school. I was an only child. So you're always having to make your own fun, choose your own ventures. Great way of doing that. There were some that were sort of a bit more role-playing-y where you had skills and whatever and, and an inventory. And as you went, you then sort of kept tabs on what you were doing and the person you were playing. so a bit like a, a role-playing game. And they were good as well, but a bit too much admin.
0: Yeah. I mean, I will say this. You know, and maybe it was growing up with that book. I've always been very, very interested in like cause and effect. Like, you know, as far as video games go, I was always an RPG fan. I always liked the idea of having a choice. And then I've always just been interested in the effect that choices have just in in human decisions, human decisions and outcomes, you know. So, I mean, I was always like the one that gravitated towards, you know, what, you know, was the books when I was young. And then when I got older, I got into games like... Uh, Fable was a really cool one. Um, yep. Mass Effect for Xbox. Have you ever played that one?
1: Never played Mass Effect. Did play Fable though. Yeah, Fable was rad.
0: Mass Effect was really cool because it was, it was kind of a sci-fi game and it was done really well. So it was a shoot up game, but you could also, it was in the future and, and aliens and humankind came together. And you could travel from planet to different planets using the system, but it was actually the technology was ancient technology. Yep. And the story goes, it really doesn't ruin anything because it's pretty, pretty on the nose in the story that this ancient technology comes back and wipes out all of civilization, and then they they hibernate and they do it again and they do it again. But the cool thing about this game was even little things that you chose, like you're in a fight, do you want to save someone, do you not want to save someone, everything had an effect. Yep. Like if you decide to kill someone later in the game, they might randomly, their brother might come and try to kill you, yep. or later in the game that same person might try to help you, and then... We'd even made it cooler as there was three of them. So you might have an effect in the third game of a decision you made in the first one. So for me, that was like the RPG to end all P- RPGs. It was so good. Um, the ending was was a little, pfft, but overall, the game was really good.
1: Yeah, I absolutely love an RPG, open world RPG, that sort of stuff. I think as far as choose your own adventure or, or cause and effect type games, I know it's much maligned now, but Heavy Rain was the first one that I, I felt did that really well, where you could end up with different endings, the murderer gets away, you might catch the murderer, but one of the other characters ends up dying of a drug addiction in a toilet like it was... It it made your choices seem like they had some bearing, which in a lot of games is sort of like you can you can choose to do one or the other. So I um I started playing Watchdog's Legion recently and you, you get to a choice point where you can either save someone or kill someone and it actually has no effect on what you do and I mean to me that's that that is the illusion of choice and it kinda of sucks.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's the thing that makes it so so interesting. Um the you know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Vanilla Sky. I think some people love it or they hate it. Me personally, I've always really liked that movie just because of the concept behind it. And there's a quote in it where he where he's talking and he says, "The little things. There's nothing bigger is there." Mm. And it's just the idea behind the movie was a guy made a choice and everything was kind of on the up and up, and this one little tiny choice he made just affected everything in his life. And I've so I've always been drawn to that. Um, there is a lot of I, I kind of expected more of that now with technology, like the way we have things. Like I, I would think it would be cool to interact with movies, and I know. Some of them do it. I think there's a, uh, what's the, what's that one show? Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt. I I didn't actually do it, but I think they have one where you can make choices while you're watching. And then there's,
1: um. Black Mirror did it with Bandersnatch. uh, Bandersnatch.
0: And how was that? I didn't actually do that. Did you watch that or interact with that?
1: No, I never watched it either, uh, which is weird because I, um, I'm a big fan of the guy who put together uh, Black Mirror. His name escapes me at the moment. He does um, a bunch of shows over here. He's quite clever. But I, ne- I never got into Black Mirror. I was a big Twilight Zone guy. So you think I would get into Black Mirror, but for whatever reason, if there's too much hype around something, I, I tend to kind of shy away from it for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, but I think Black Mirror is great. I think there, it's it, it seems like everyone has their own Black Black Mirror that just like messes them up. Like there's always one episode, and I think it's different for every person. You know, I was talking to my sister, I was talking to a coworker at work, and both of them were like, "Man, I love that season of Black Mirror, but this one that was messed up." And then for the other person, it was a different one. For me, it was a different one. So it it does have a nice element of. Yeah, Just hitting people on on kind of deeper emotions there. But it, it's a good show. I never did watch the Vander Snatch one either,
1: but I probably should. Yeah, it might be a bit of homework for us over the weekend. We'll see how we go.
0: No, like I was going to say, I did find on YouTube in 2019, a group called Cinematics, I'm sorry, C-I-N-E-M-A-T-T-O-X, did a YouTube Choose Your Own Adventure, Yep, which was actually really rad. You know, you just see it. You followed the video, and then you selected doors, and doors just took you different places. And then you had a different outcome. It was wild. I I like stuff like that. I'm surprised there isn't more
1: of it. Yeah, I remember uh, coming across the cops over here did an anti-knife crime uh, choose-your-own-adventure on YouTube where you could make different choices to do with knife crime. And, you know, the choices you made then had consequences and and, and that sort of thing. And I thought that's a creative use of the platform. Maybe a a format that a lot of people love but is hard to do well. And so it's probably intimidating for content creators.
0: You know, a lot of times it so heavy in story. And I think a lot of times, especially this day and age, and and maybe it's just as I get older, but I feel a lot of times stories are lacking. You know, people lean on um, special effects and things like that, and, you know, I feel like that's why there's all these reboots, right? Everything's a reboot these days. Just come up with something new. But a choose-your-own-adventure has to have a good story, and not only one good story, it has to have a lot of good stories. Yeah, Because wherever you go, it has to end up all right. So, you know, it's it's a hard It's a hard format to not end up being cheesy in, and it's a hard format to just create a full, good, well-rounded experience in.
1: For sure, and we've seen, um, again, I think this was so big in the 80s, and I think that's kind of where the the hype of the golden age of Choose Your Own Adventure was, is uh, Clue. The film, not quite choose your own adventure, but it would have a different ending depending on which screening you went to in which cinema. So you know you could go and and Mrs White is the murderer, and then someone else goes and it's it's Reverend Green, and that's that's a really cool concept.
0: And they did that for Clue when it was in the theaters, right? Yep. They had all the different ones, and then when they released it, they showed all the endings. Yep. And one of them was the real one. What a cool idea. No one does anything like that. That would that would kill it at the off box office today if someone pulled a concept like that.
1: Well, it's strange that we sort of moved away from the monoculture of like the, well, probably up until the the 20, 2010s, maybe slightly earlier than that. Yet the sort of the diversity has been streamlined into the things that everyone enjoys, uh, despite the fact people have access to much more uh, a divergent content or uh, divergent interest this uh, day and age. So are you ready to are you ready to tackle this choose-your-own-adventure? I am. I am. Good. Now, before we get into it, Screen Pass is part of the 32-bit network, so make sure you are following at 30, that's the number 30, T-W-O-B-I-T, on Twitter. Start to date with all the great shows like Screen Pass and the great content from our mates, Marcus Grant, Robbie and his team at Issa Vibe, and of course, our buddy from last time, Mike Florio and his lovely wife, knickknack and all the great content they're putting together over there. And we're heading to the end of the NFL season uh, now. And I know there's going to be some great stuff over the off season as we go from go to, uh, to whoa. And for me, I say it every time this is like getting in with Bitcoin when it was just neckbeards in their mum's basement. So get in on the ground floor and you never know. You can be uh, there when this is the biggest content creation brand on the planet. Now, let's get into Choose Your Own Adventure Talk. I was looking for a f- Ooh, Let's go. I was looking for a football choose your own adventure and came across a thread on Reddit. Was someone asking about a choose-your-own-adventure book he remembered from when he was younger where you were an NFL quarterback living this Joe Namath playboy lifestyle. You could be out partying. You had multiple girlfriends. I thought, that sounds great. This is kind of 80s and kitsch and probably a bit of fun. This would be right up our alley.
0: Very similar to my own life, I would say.
1: I'd say so as well. <laughs> Certainly, I can see you right now wearing that. Beautiful Joe Namath fur coat. <laughs> That's right. So I thought I'd reach out to this guy and see if he'd had any luck tracking it down. Clicked on his profile and it turned out that basically every other comment and post he'd made were in just niche porn subreddits. And I thought this gentleman might not be for us and certainly not someone I want to be engaging with. I mean, I'm not one to yuck anyone else's yum, but like... Come on, man! Don't comment on, on on girls' pictures. They know they're good looking,
0: right? And maybe, maybe him and Richard Wank should get
1: together and well, work together. I feel like he, sounds like a candidate. He was intimately aware of uh, of Mr. Richard Wank. I did find this one, however, on Reddit. It's from 2017. It's a few years old, both in terms of players mentioned. And I'm going to be honest, some of the language used is a little bit antiquated as well. We're only four years removed, but there are some terms in there that you don't hear too much anymore. It's probably for the best. So before we get into it, I'm going to shout out to Reddit user Zandrick Ellison. This is his handiwork. If you want to see some of his other choose your own adventure games, they're all sports themes. If you want to do this one yourself, go to reddit.com slash r slash Games. Give him some love because hopefully you enjoy this. Get into it. So now let's get into Choose Your Own Adventure. Tony Romo. <laughs> yes. So for those of you who think Tony Romo is only a play-by-play commentator, not that long ago he was an actual NFL player, if you can believe it. He is still an NFL player in this, and we are going to try and be his manager. Or Justin, you're going to be making the decisions. I'm going to be the uh, the voice of God here. There's three levels to the game. In order to win, you have to successfully navigate Tony Romo to a new franchise as his agent. I feel like we might just go until we suck at this and all right. let's see how we do. And then give up like we do everything else we suck at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we want to be Tony Romo's agent. Of course, there's a small problem. We're not an agent right now. It doesn't matter how many times you've seen Jerry Maguire, how many times you've masturbated to Renee Zellweger or Cuba Gooding Jr. You need to prove yourself all over again. So the goal in level one is simple, become an agent on Tony Romo's team. Let's get it underway. You spent most of your adult life living downstairs in your mum's basement and trawling through the darkest corners of Reddit. But suddenly, you hear stories about your brother. He's been hired by the San Francisco 49ers and he's working on their depth chart at quarterback. What about you? You love sports too. Why can't you do something with your life? After your mum screams that at you for an hour, you finally decide to get off your lazy ass and attack the world head on. So what do you do? Put on your clean pair of pants and get to work? Or, find even weirder dragon porn. You know, I've been in the
0: business world for some time now, and while I think dragon porn has made me successful, I'm gonna have to go with clean pair of pants. Let's go! Clean pair of pants, lock it in.
1: (laughs) Let's do it. For those of you wondering, I'm not going to do this with everyone, but if you're interested in what the the dragon porn The Gentleman is linked to, it is reddit.com slash r slash dragons fucking cars. So if that's up your alley, get into that. Well, cars? Cars.
0: I guess because it's... The only thing that's big enough, really. I don't know.
1: Well, I've seen Shrek and and certainly the donkey gets it done. You waltz into CAA's main Death Star building and ask for an application to work in their sports management department. You'd love to be a football agent. The woman behind the desk blinks. She blinks again. She's dumbfounded. Do you have experience? No, you do not. Do you have a business degree? A law degree? No, you do not. She considers this long and hard, debating whether she should kick you out herself or call security to do it for you. But then she realised something. There may be an opening after all. One of their agents, Don derschel known around the office as Donnie Douchebag, currently needs help around his office. His last three assistants have all quit and filed expensive sexual harassment lawsuits. In fact, you don't seem too bright or litigious, maybe in your favor. You could start working for Donnie immediately. What do you say? A, let's do it. Or B, this is lame already. Go back to the original game.
0: Uh, So I find the sexual harassment part of, of Donnie douchebag a little disturbing. I'm wondering if I'm male or female or if he cares. Sounds like he probably doesn't care. Whatever, let's do it. Let's go. Let's keep going in the game. I'm going to take you down, Donnie douchebag. I'm
1: in. Love it. You make your way up to Donnie Douchel's office, still a little unsure if this is the right career path for you. You see Donnie at his desk, doing a line of coke. He glares up at you. You're my new assistant. I specifically asked him for a hot chick, but I guess you can stay as long as I can squeeze your ass. He's highly amused with himself. He cackles. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. He stares at you, expecting you to react the same way.
0: He cackles for a really long time.
1: There's a lot of ha-has here. <laughs> it's a good amount of ha-has. <laughs> he stares at you, expecting you to react the same way. What do you do? Smile and fake laugh. Stare blankly at him. Play along by turning around and wiggling your ass for a goosing. Goosing, huh? Well, I wonder if I... Th- sort of Urban Meyer style. Urban Meyer style. So I
0: wonder if I do the fake laugh, if I can put in as many ha-has as he has. Because I'd like to prove a point that <laughs> he <Eddie> <laughs>, laughs way too long. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I certainly can't let... I don't, I don't want him grabbing my, my ass even to get a job. I've really never done anything that I don't believe in to get a job, so... Let's, uh, let's laugh and stare blankly at him. Is that it? Or stare
1: blankly was the second option. You, you can smile and laugh or just stare blankly. Oh, that's a tough
0: one. I would like to stare blankly at him, but let's go with the first one. And I'm going to laugh like he laughed at me. I'm going to make a point out of it. Excellent. Ha 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 smile
1: scene. Donnie Durschel appreciates your laughing and being a good sport. He says you'll fit right in with the company. Maybe one day, 10 years down the line, you can even be him. But for now, you're his bitch. He's going to Nobu Malibu with Alshon Jeffrey for lunch. Meanwhile, you can clean up his messy office. The douchebag leaves, giving you a chance to clean up all the contracts and cocaine left in his wake. As you rearrange the office, you notice there's a contract offer that's been accidentally left on the floor. The Atlanta Falcons have offered your agency's client, free agent fullback Patrick DeMarco, and offer to re-sign. One year, 1.2 million. Apparently in his coked-out haze, Donny douchebag must have forgotten about it. The offer feels a little light to you considering DeMarco's strong play during the team's Super Bowl run. What do you do? (laughs) Now, do you wait for Donnie to come back and tell him? Do you take the initiative, call up the Falcons and see if you can get a little more? Or do you take the initiative, call up your brother with the 49ers and see if they'd offer more for Patrick DeMarco?
0: Ooh, This is tough. You know, you want to help out family, but there's conflict of interest there. I'm going to call up the Falcons and I'm going to make the move myself. I'm going to try to get more money.
1: See you, Donnie. Donnie D. I'm out. Excellent. Now, for those of you who might not remember Patrick DeMarco, he actually left and signed a four-year contract with the Buffalo Bills uh, and retired earlier this year. So, um, so long Patrick DeMarco, he now works at uh, South Carolina.
0: Mm. Well, fun fun fact there.
1: Yeah. With Donny Douchebag out at lunch, you've decided to take the initiatives and squeeze some more money out of Atlanta for your client, Patrick DeMarco. You use Donnie's phone line to dial up Thomas Dimitrov. You tell him you're with CAA Sports and demand more money for DeMarco. The guy's a Pro Bowl level fullback, it, and should be making way more than their offer of one year, $1.2 million. Dimitrov reacts poorly. Woo He says that he's already agreed terms with you. Going back on that deal now is low class. In fact, new offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian doesn't value the fullback much, so the only reason they even offered DeMarco a deal at all is out of respect for him being a hardworking team player who won't make waves. But now he's shown his true colours. He's a snake. Furious, Dimitrov withdraws the offer. Uh Uh-oh. This can't be good. What do you do now? We have two choices here: mm. hide under the desk and hope this blows over, or you can start again.
0: Mm. Start again, going back to that choice.
1: I think it goes all correct? the way back to the start. But given given the the really the only interesting choice so far, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you two go backsies. Ooh, I love a go backsies. Throw out for the entire time we do this. You can have two go backsies across the whole thing. That if you want to go back and take the the road not travelled. Uh, Robert Frost, I will let you do that.
0: I don't really like the idea of hiding under the desk. Let's do a go back, C's. Yep. And we will select, what were the other
1: options? It was something about trying to get
0: my brother in the door there.
1: So you can either wait for Donnie Douchebag, Mm -hmm. or you can call up your brother on the 49ers and see if they'd offer more.
0: Let's go with the brother. Why not, right? A little insider
1: trading. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brother, can you spare two dimes for my uh, free agent fullback?
0: Yeah, I mean, no matter what I do, I feel like I can't be worse than this agent that we've been introduced to. So, you know, I guess I shouldn't play to his level, but I'm playing to his level. So
1: let's go. With Donnie Douchebag out at lunch, you've decided to take the initiative and negotiate on behalf of Patrick DeMarco. You dial up your brother who's been working with the 49ers on their search for a quarterback. You explain the situation. You saw DeMarco's offer one year, 1.2 million, and feel like it's a bit too low for a player of his caliber. He agrees with you and conferences in coach Kyle Shanahan to discuss. Ooh, Shanny. Shanny himself. The hat man. (laughs) Shanny himself. Holy shit, you've gone from cleaning coke to negotiating deals on your first day. Coach Shanahan jumps on the line Immediately interested in bringing DeMarco into the fold. His offense utilizes fullbacks more than most, and DeMarco served that role for him in Atlanta. More than anything, DeMarco can serve as a mentor for the younger backs to help them learn the system and the blocking packages as well. Since the team's flush with cash, they'll offer a fat three year, 11 million deal. What do you say? got two choices here you can make a deal or start again
0: yeah i i don't know why i, start again. <laughs> I got the deal no deal i'm out of here yeah let's make it let's do this let's get our money
1: way to go not only did you negotiate a deal but you got your client patrick demarco a fat raise in the process when demarco hears about it he's more than happy to sign up he loves shanahan in the long-term deal when donnie Dushal returns he's thrilled as well of course He's going to take all the credit and commission for this, but he appreciates your killer instinct anyway. In fact, he wants you to work with him on his next big contract, Tony Romo. What do you say? I mean, again, it's the the choice. You can start again or or, or do. Picking
0: awful times to choose paths that don't make sense. Yeah, yeah, I guess we will go forward with the
1: story. Congratulations. You've managed to get promoted at CAA on your first day at work. Unbelievable. Well, not really. Literally every single one of those answers would have allowed you to beat level one on the first try. Huh. Don't believe me? Go back and check. Go on. We'll wait. See, I told you. But hey, pay yourself on the back anyway. A win is a win.
0: So if we would have waited under the desk... We still somehow would have gotten promoted. Yeah, wild.
1: I know. The il- well, uh, yeah. the illusion of what choice. What a of a go What do we call it? Go go backsies. Go backsies. I'll tell you what. Oh, I'll, man. I will, given that didn't affect the outcome at all, you can have your your go backsies back. Yes i love it mulligan you get your first one on the house your next assignment won't be so easy you're gonna have to work hard to find tony romo a new deal that will be the best situation for him and for the bros at your new agency are you ready for the challenge i'm ready bring it on let's do it let's go to level two welcome to level two of the game you've joined tony romo's team of agents with the task of helping to guide him through the next chapter of his career but first you have to make sure that romo is eligible to be shopped around at all remember He's still technically under contract with the Dallas Cowboys. In this level, you'll meet your agency, then Romo, then Jerry Jones. The end goal is simple. Free Tony Romo.
0: Hashtag free Tony Romo.
1: I don't really have a good Romo impression. You got a good Romo impression?
0: No. No, not at all. I will say this. What do you think about his commentary on football?
1: He does. I mean, he's he's excellent. He doesn't stand out as much as he used to. I think he's helped right. improve some of those around him. I really like uh, Greg Olson. I think he's doing a very good job in his first year uh, out of the game.
0: I do too. I do too. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I like. Um, yeah, Romo always has a good good time calling what what he would do. I always think that's fun. I also think that the Mannings are now everyone loves the Mannings. I personally like to hear like bland commentary when I watch the football game. But I will switch back and forth between them occasionally because they're a blast. But I guess I'm not as big on them as other people are. I mean, some people just love it. But they talk through all the plays and, you know, I like to watch football.
1: Yeah, I suppose it depends what you want to get out of it. I will admit I haven't had a chance to watch the Mannings. I don't know if we get it over here. I don't know if we can choose that feed for Monday Night Football. But that seems to have been an absolute revelation this year but i think romo came out and just blew up the league in his first year in the booth which would have been this year right he, he retired and went and did that and he seems to be having a lot more fun He he's still great but i think the as i say the people around him have have risen to that level as well
0: right yeah he was just, he's just kind of a good time you know i think maybe it was a little bit more vanilla before he came along
1: yeah for sure well good good romo chat excited for the first day with the main agents you filter into the conference room at caa In fact, you even get a premium seat as your mentor, Donnie Dushel, has been out all week with a cold-slash-serious-cocaine addiction. Finally, the head... (laughs)
0: This is so weird.
1: (laughs) It's going to get weirder. Finally, the head of the sports department saunters in, Eli Goldsteinberg. He's fired up already. Apparently, the costs for his son Gabriel's bar mitzvah are spiralling out of control. To nail the 2000s theme... He hired the Goo Goo Dolls to perform live. Do you know how much it costs to hire the Goo Goo Dolls live? Way too fucking much. As a result, Goldsteinberg wants you to focus on all these three things with the Tony Romo contract. Number one money, number two money, number three money. In fact, he has a mandate for you. The agency will not agree to any new contract that doesn't net Tony Romo at least $20 million guaranteed. What do you do? Do you, A, agree to the mandate? B, silently wonder if Eli Goldsteinberg is a bad anti-Semitic stereotype?
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any quiet wondering on that one. I feel like it's pretty brutal. Like, uh, Goldsteinberg and they, I don't know, they threw it right to the bar mitzvah. I Yeah. I mean, is that an option, the second one? Can we move forward with that
1: one? We, We can indeed. Under your breath, you murmur something about this game's anti Semitic stereotypes of this money obsessed boss Goldsteinberg. But then you hear his story. As it turns out, Eli Goldsteinberg wasn't born a Goldsteinberg at all. In his homeland of war torn Rwanda, he was just Elijah, a tiny little boy who became an orphan when warlords stormed into his village, slashed his mother's throat in front of his eyes. He managed to escape, spent the majority of his life in refugee camps. He'd go to bed hungry, and he couldn't sleep thanks to persistent night terrors. He spent years without talking, he was too scarred by his mother's death to speak a word out loud. But thanks to some kind souls and church groups, he managed to come to the United States to start his new life. After years at the seminary, building up his Christian faith and his confidence, he became a youth pastor. He debated staying with the church, but decided to pursue a new career as an agent in order to give a voice to the voiceless, as he had been as a child. In those halls he met a kind Jewish woman named Rebecca, a single mother with three kids. They fell in love and got married. Elijah, who had never had a real family to call his own since that one fateful day, decided to take Rebecca's surname. Thus little Elijah was now Eli Goldsteinberg. Unfortunately Rebecca was diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer only a few months into their marriage. She became weaker and weaker until she passed away in his arms. Now he spends every waking moment looking after those three kids as if they were his own, respecting their Jewish heritage and the memory of their mother with ceremonies like little Gabriel's bar mitzvah. He may be spending too much on it, but you can't put a price on family. You can't put a price on love. In his down night... <laughs> I wish I could do a
0: go-backsies just with my life. <laughs> to see- skip the time that it's taken to do this. I mean, I I totally respect the direction he took here, but, uh, goodness gracious.
1: (laughs) In his downtime, he donates every minute and every cent he can spare to charity work, setting up organizations to support refugees in Africa to research breast cancer. He works so hard at the agency, pushes for every dollar he can because it's important to him. It's important to the world. It may just save someone's life. So no, sir. Eli Goldsteinberg is not a Jewish stereotype, he's not even Jewish. A proud Christian and a proud African refugee. So take a good look in the mirror, my friend. Ask yourself the question How dare you? Apolo- now you've got one choice here. You can apologize and agree to the mandate.
0: <laughs> That's
1: it. One choice.
0: It's a hell of a chooser and adventure. All right. Suppose, reluctantly, after going through that long story, which I actually feel I should get an apology for, I will apologize for the sake of entertainment. To our listeners, I apologise. Let's go.
1: Let's go. (laughs) I I thought that was quite nice and hopefully we can get some sort of Sarah McLachlan or something under that and really, (laughs) really turn up, turn up the tear-jerking music. After hearing your mandate from the agency, nailing at least 20 million guaranteed in any new deal, you fly out to Dallas to meet with Tony Romo himself. You meet Romo at his house where he's installed a home gym in order to help him train and combat the nagging injuries he's acquired in these last few years. He'll be sad to leave this place, this home, this city. He's become comfortable in Dallas, loves the organisation and the fan base. He's reluctant to move on but realises that he has to for his own sake, for the sake of Dak Prescott's development. He doesn't want to be a distraction for them anymore. He confesses that there's still some doubt lingering in the back of his mind, but he's desperate to show the world and to prove to himself he can still be a top-tier quarterback. After all, Peyton Manning managed to come back after his neck surgery and win a Super Bowl, and Tom Brady just won another title at age 39. He realises there are no guarantees of a Super Bowl title with any team, but he'd like, more than anything, a chance to compete for that trophy again. Given that, he asks one condition. He wants to land on a team with a chance to make the playoffs in 2017. What do you do? A, agree to his mandate, or B, ask what sex was like with Jessica Simpson.
0: This might be the toughest one, because on on the one hand, yeah, I I should agree with the mandate. Number two, I am curious. What what their sex was like. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't need the nitty gritty, but was it, like, was it like boring? Was it conventional? Like, are they are they wild? Because they both seem, you know, not very... Um, vanilla? Bland? Yeah, vanilla. Yeah. Hmm. Gosh, but I feel like I could offend him if I go down that road. Because I would never normally ask someone that. But this is an adventure, and I still do have go-backsies. You know what? Let's go in. Let's ask him. Let's do this. I'm gonna lose my job. I'm
1: gonna lose my job! You can't help yourself. You ask Tony Romo about sex with Jessica Simpson. He gives you an uncomfortable look. Just then you realize his wife, Candace Crawford, happens to be sitting there on the couch right next to him. Whoops.
0: I'm an idiot.
1: <laughs> I knew it was
0: wrong and I did it anyway.
1: <laughs> Everyone moves on, trying to ignore your awkward and lewd remark. Meanwhile, Candace Crawford continues to stare daggers at you the rest of the meeting. On the way out, you apologise profusely to Romo about the comment. He laughs it off and leans in, confessing to you that sex with Jessica Simpson was amazing. The girl's a complete freak in bed. There was this one time when he stops, realising that Candace had strolled up right next to him, glaring daggers. Whoops, looks like both of you are on thin ice. right? Right now, better tread carefully. Now there is an option here, but again, it's the what do you do next? Do you want to kick some ass for your new buddy Tony Romo? I sure do.
0: Um, It was nice of him to actually, you know, share that. I can't believe I was such an idiot to ask that question in front of his wife, who was apparently sitting several feet away from me. But uh, hey, hey, what can you do?
1: We talked about it earlier. Cause and effect, right? Life decisions. Exactly. And and sometimes you just got to know. But do you have a favorite Jessica Simpson song? I do not. Do you? The only one I can think of is the cover of These Boots Are Made For Walking. walking. Uh, And a bit like the Friends episode, I'd have to say that one's my favorite. (laughs) And by default... Yes, I think so. I,
0: I can't even remember what she sang, to be honest with you. She was on a reality television show. I'd never watched it, but I remember
1: it. I remember it existed in the world. She did a cover of Take My Breath Away, the song from Top Gun. That's obviously a banger. Watching in slow motion as you turn around
0: and say, Hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. But again, it's a cover. I Come on over.
0: Just come on over.
1: That was the one that uh, I was trying to think of. But, um, yeah, I think it is still These Boots Are Made For walking. Might be my favorite.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you were, if we weren't talking about Jessica Simpson and you were to play any of those songs and ask me who sang them, I am almost positive, even with gun to my head, I
1: would never be able to guess it. So, speaking of Jessica Simpson, she's currently married to a former NFL player, played for the 49ers Saints tight end. Do you want to have a guess at who it might be?
0: 49ers-Saints tight end. Went to Yale. Was he a starter? Mm, no. Okay.
1: <laughs> I probably have no idea. Oh, actually, no. He he had a, a really good season in 2004. No, I can't. I can't think of it. I, you know. Eric Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 2004, he led the 49ers in receiving 82 catches, 825 yards, and two touchdowns. Whew. There you go. Sounds
0: familiar. I just, I still can't place it. Can you place, did you place that? Do you remember him?
1: No. Yeah. He was the 224th pick of the 2001 draft.
0: Yeah, there there it is. I don't know. Sometimes it's kind of nice to um, get that football money. Like there's people that, like I said, if I were to ever be a football player, I would love to be a kicker. I mean, the problem with that, because you kick, and that's great. And I'm not saying that it's not hard. Definitely hard. That's why I don't do it. But I love that idea. If you just be a backup kicker, you know what I mean? (laughs) Maybe get the money, you leave, and you're super, super healthy.
1: i got to say, Eric Johnson could be one of these guys. He'll look at and go, yeah, yeah, you know, nice NFL career, good-looking guy. He sort of looks like a bit more of a a clean-cut George Kittle. Oh, right on. Married to Jessica Simpson, obviously an intelligent guy, went to Yale. so, you know, I think he's sort of not a bad life. Been dealt a pretty good hand. So, uh, yeah, he, he chose his own adventure. Well, shout out Eric Johnson.
0: Yeah. Has all his teeth and his, his head's probably still intact. So hey, good for him. Yeah.
1: After meeting with Tony Romo, you're more motivated than ever to make this work for him. The dude's so damn likable. But first there's this whole contract issue. You need to make sure that you're free to negotiate with other teams. You enter Jerry Jones's office a little intimidated, but strangely, Jerry Jones looks a little nervous himself. His face looks tight. No, wait, never mind. That's the facelift. He's not nervous at all. He's done negotiations like this a thousand times. Jerry talks shot with you raving about how much he loves Romo. He loves the kid like he's his own son. In fact, he loves him even more than his own son. It's a little awkward considering his actual son, Stephen, is in the room. But he goes on.
0: How are these people in the room?
1: <laughs> I know, there's a lot of hidden people. It's like they're, they're hiding behind the curtain. Great. <laughs> right. Nope, I'm popping up behind this plant. <laughs> and then even me
0: earlier. Hide, me Maybe hiding under a desk. What a hiding going on here.
1: He finally gets to the point. He wants Romo to be a cowboy for the rest of his life. It's partly about loyalty, but it also makes football sense as well. Dak's still a young quarterback, so he could use the sage-like Romo around him to develop. Between the two of them, they'll have insurance against any injury and a top-notch quarterback all the way to the Super Bowl. He can't afford Romo's current contract, but he's willing to offer you $10 million guaranteed to keep Romo a cowboy for life. What do you say? <laughs> it makes sense less do it or pass on the offer given your mandate for more
0: I think we're going to pass. I think we're going to pass, and we're going to try to get that money. Got to get that green. We get one shot, right? You get one shot. As, Eminem's, as Eminem once said, let's let's do it, Mom. spaghetti. I'm
1: in. Let's do it. You politely decline Jerry Jones' offer, insisting on your mandate of $20 million guaranteed. As much as Jerry loves Romo, he can't afford that for a backup quarterback. Reluctantly, he's going to have to let you negotiate with other teams. But he does have one condition first. He wants you to promise that you will not send Romo to any team in the NFC or any other team in texas what do you do agree with jerry jones's mandate or politely decline and say you need to keep all your options open
0: i'm gonna have to politely decline there Offers come up. We're going to have to take them.
1: You politely decline Jerry Jones' request of a mandate, knowing full well he doesn't have much leverage here. He's likely to cut Romo at his current price, in which case he will have absolutely no control of where he ends up. You're right. Jerry Jones will agree to cut Romo or trade him on the cheap and allow him to land in whatever destination you and Romo decide on. Jerry doesn't like you, but he damn well respects you. He only wishes he had a son like you. You try not to look over at Stephen, <laughs> who is downright crying at this point. Congratulations, you have succeeded in your level 2 mission of freeing Tony Romo. And here's where it gets interesting. Level 3.
0: Poor Stephen.
1: Yeah, my heart really goes out to him. Yeah. Welcome to the final level of the game. You've sprung Tony Romo loose and you can now start to shop him around to different teams to find the best fit. Remember, your mandate said to get $20 million guaranteed or else your agency will not sign off on the deal. You need to land Romo on a team with a chance to contend for the playoffs in 2017 or else Romo won't sign off on the deal. Mm. Winning this level won't be easy. In fact, there are only three winning formulas out of the hundreds of paths and dead ends. It's a lot more dumb luck than skill, so don't get too upset if your amazing football genius doesn't directly translate to your fate here now let's get started
0: wait did they say millions i don't know if we have enough time for
1: this i don't think we're going to be going through every combination (laughs) okay he said hundreds but even still
0: oh hundreds yeah well
1: still still eat two go backsies
0: Oh yes, that's right. Love a good go-backsies. Always said that.
1: The clock is ticking. With free agency and the draft around the corner, there are only so many teams that still need a quarterback. Given that, you only have three days to land Romo on a new team. You will get one team visit per day. For those of you struggling with the math, that means you will have three visits before you need to lock down Romo's deal. You better start now. What type of team would you like to focus on first? (laughs) teams that have the most cap room, teams that have the biggest need at quarterback, teams closest to contention.
0: Hmm. That's going to be kind of tough cuz we we do have to hit that cap and we do have to we do have to contend here. So I think that they're valuable. I think someone that needs a quarterback will spend
1: up though for it.
0: Let's narrow it down. Let's go with contention here. Ones that are a little bit closer, closer to the playoffs.
1: You've decided to spend your first visit with the teams closest to contention. The best options here are, and this will show you how quickly the wheel has turned in the NFL. Okay. Denver. It worked well for Peyton Manning. The coaching staff might be different from the Sheriff's days, but the team's passing defense still resembles one of the best in league history. Presuming they can get above average quarterback play, the Broncos would immediately be one of the biggest title contenders in 2017. And the other option, Houston. Mm. Similarly, the Texans' defense will be inching closer to elite status thanks to the breakout performance of Jadeveon Clowney and J.J. Watt's impending return. J.J. Watt. Presuming they can get not-Brock Osweiler-level play at quarterback, the Texans should be back in the playoffs next season with the potential to make an even deeper run. Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. The Brock Lobster.
0: I remember those days. Yeah, yeah, I remember those days. So Hopkins was still there. Hopkins was still
1: there. And Lamar Miller? Yeah, Lamar Miller. Um, They had that decent second receiver as well, didn't they?
0: Yes. Who, who else was there? 2017,
1: right? Yeah, 2017. Finished 4 and 12 on the year. Uh, Lamar Miller uh, was the, the leading rush with three touchdowns, 888 yards terms of receiving, DeAndre, Will Fuller. Will Fuller, that's right. Will Fuller. Got two burners. Yep, that's right. And they also had Braxton Miller, who never really did anything, but was an athletic freak.
0: Sure, sure. It's a name I haven't heard in a long time.
1: Yeah, and they had uh, four quarterbacks throw a pass for them on that season. One of them, Deshaun Watson. Mm. Do you want to a guess at who the other three were? One of them is still in the NFL today, and the other two are not.
0: So... Sean Watson went this ye- that year, right? Yep. Uh, see, see, and that kind of changes my thing as well. Like, they, I don't think that they'd go for a new quarterback if they have Deshaun
1: Watson there. I mean, the the choose your own adventure is pre Deshaun Watson.
0: Okay, so I'm assuming that Brock Osweiler's there. Who was the other guy that was there? I think. I mean, I could. Uh, you know what the best guess is? Whenever you don't know a quarterback that's on the NFL, Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, was... I don't know if he was ever on the Texans though. I don't remember. Of being in a Texans uniform, but it's not worth. It's worth a bet, you know? I think he's been on almost every team. That's not bad. He did play on the Texans for a while, didn't he? Did he? I don't remember. I don't remember. He's been around, though.
1: I thought you were going to say Chase Daniel. He's always a good guess at, at him being on the roster. Yes, yes. Anyway, it, it was another Tom Savage and TJ Yates.
0: That's... I remember Savage. The
1: other one who's still in the league and threw a pass for them. Taylor Heineke. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. He was one for one for 10 yards.
0: Mm, one for one, yards. 10 yards. That was it.
1: Do you want to visit Denver, the mile-high city, or do you want to go to Houston, the mile-low city?
0: So, okay, so we're looking at the Houston Texans around this time, 2017. That's Peyton years, right? Let us go with Houston. I want to go to Houston.
1: You've decided to take your first visit to the Houston Texans. Makes all the sense in the world. Houston's already a playoff team, and that's with Brock Osweiler under center. the Texans can upgrade to Romo, there'll be a legitimate title contender. To make life easy and easier, Houston is not far from Dallas at all. Romo can keep his family at home base and commute back and forth with ease. It's the dream scenario. All you need to do is make sure the numbers work out.
0: And we can piss off Jerry there too. And potentially his son,
1: Steve. Steve. <laughs> Steve Jones. Steve G. Jones. Who's that? That's someone. That's someone. I think Steve G. Jones is a, um, a televangelist. Oh, no, he's a hypnotherapist. There you go. <laughs> just a a fun person who, name I somehow know. You drive with Tony Romo into Houston to meet the Texans. You're warmly greeted at the team facility and told to head upstairs. You take an elevator to the top floor to meet the top brass. On the ride up you keep chatting with Romo about how much you'd love to make this work. It's an ideal circumstance for all parties involved, provided the money works out. The Texans have a ferocious pass defense and some star playmakers on offense like DeAndre Hopkins and Lamar Miller. Every quarterback in the league would jump at this opportunity. But apparently every quarterback has. The elevator stops and a new visitor enters the elevator. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy fucking Garoppolo. The face. Yeah. Maybe he's banging that porn star. (laughs) Apparently has a meeting scheduled that same day. What the fuck? Apparently the Patriots have allowed Garoppolo to take some meetings in anticipation of a trade, same as Jerry Jones did with Romo. It's an uncomfortable ride up in the elevator, as you both say goodbye and head your separate ways. What do you do? Do you play it cool and go to your own meeting, or do you take out Jimmy's legs like Tonya Harding?
0: Oof. Well, I don't know if Romo would be good enough to cry like he didn't mean to take out the <laughs> legs, which
1: is an important element of
0: taking out a competitor's legs. Let's go to the meeting. Let's see what's going on. I think that Romo's personality can beat Jimmy G's personality. Jimmy G does have the look, though. He's a, he's a handsome fellow, but I'm, I'm going to say Romo's going to win on this one.
1: Let's go. You try to ignore the good-looking Garoppolo elephant in the room and head to your own meeting instead. Thankfully, you've been given a private conference room. An awfully small conference room, come to think of it. Texans GM Rick Smith enters the room apologising for the scheduling snafu, but he insists that he loves Romo and thinks he'd be a dream fit for the Texans. Veteran savvy would vault the team to contender status immediately. It's hard to hear Smith, though, over all that laughter. You look across the room see Bill O'Brien chuckling with Jimmy Garoppolo like they're old buddies. They're in the big conference room, along with owner Bob McNair and the rest of the leadership, laughing, slapping knees, having a blast. Embarrassment aside, you soldier on and ask Smith what type of contract. Contract, the Texans can afford for Romo. Smith says he's not sure he's not really at liberty to make contract offers anymore after that whole Brock Osweiler fiasco. And <laughs> rightly so. <laughs> he's just a GM in name only. They only let him get the coffee, make copies, and take blow-off meetings like this one. That says it all. You're right in the middle of a blow-off meeting. Romo glares at you furious. How could you not realize that Garoppolo was their first choice? Aren't you an agent who's supposed to be plugged into these things? You make excuses, pointing out you've only been an agent for a week. That does not help. You leave the Texans facility feeling awkward and embarrassed. Technically, you still have two meetings left to get it right, but Romo may not let you live down another mistake like this. What do you do? Lick your wounds and take your second meeting. Or you can use one of your go-backsies and meet with Denver. Ooh.
0: See, that's interesting. Because I am curious how the Denver would shake out. So we're talking hundreds here, and it's only two contending teams. So we're looking at two, four, six. I'm assuming that we have six opportunities here. Two backseas. Okay. So I have a good shot to make this. Let's do, I mean, it's the same thing, right? Start over and and go backseas. Of course, we'd have to go through the whole line again. Let's do a go backseas. Let's hit Denver. I got a good feeling about it. I got a good feeling about Denver.
1: You could take a go-backsies all the way to the start, which would be choosing the teams with the most cap room, teams with the biggest need a QB and teams that are contending, or just choose Denver. Let's go Denver. Let's go Denver.
0: I just I want to see how it shakes out. I like these contending teams, Jimmy G.
1: <sighs> you fly into Denver in anticipation of your meeting with the Broncos. This is a big one. The Broncos are clearly one of those premium teams you'll meet with all week. If you can marry Tony Romo with this franchise, they won't just be a playoff contender, they'd be an instant Super Bowl contender. But on the flight, you can sense that Romo's a little anxious about this upcoming meeting. Maybe too much so. He knows John Elway is the QB guru, and that Elway will press and grill him as much as recruit him. Romo can't show any nerves, or else Elway will sense it. An idea occurs to you. You're in Colorado, where marijuana is technically legal. Maybe that would calm Romo's nervous energy. What do you do? <laughs> Do I go and find Romo some pot or make sure Romo gets his rest instead?
0: I see. I don't really know. Uh, I don't really know Romo. I know guys that can smoke all day and work and be
1: well. Shout out Hoos if you're listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it, but I did not say it. And, you know, and then there's people that clam up, get paranoid. I think it's way too risky. Uh I know it's the boring answer, but I'm going to have to go with rest, and get him there. Uh I think that's going to be
1: the move. Let's do it. You're heading to the meeting with the Broncos trying to contain your excitement. You realize how great of a fit this could be, presuming there's mutual interest. Apparently there is, because the Broncos have sent a large contingent to meet with you. GM John Elway, new coach Vance Joseph, new coordinator Mike McCoy. Early on in the meeting, you can tell that certain members of their leadership want Romo more than others. McCoy's really excited about the idea of a veteran quarterback, especially one like Romo. Feels like Romo can make quick decisions and get their ball to their star receivers in rhythm. The offense could hum right away. Unfortunately, Elway's a little more reluctant. He recently invested a first-round pick on Paxton Lynch. Feels like he has the physical tools to succeed. If only he knew. (laughs) Signing Romo even on a short two-year deal could stunt Lynch's growth. What do you do? Tell Elway that Paxton Lynch could benefit from that development or let them consider it as a group and get back to you.
0: I'm going to go with option one. It's the right option. I mean, it's not, it's maybe not the right thing to tell uh, Elway, <laughs> but it's the thing that they should be at least thinking. So I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to say my piece and say, hey, apparently it really would have helped as well if this were real life. I'm sure. I'm locking it in. Yeah. No. Final answer.
1: In the meeting, John Elway claims that Paxton Lynch is the future and that adding Romo may dis- delay his ascension. To that, you explain that Lynch would benefit from having a veteran mentor. The kid's obviously still raw, as evidenced by his rocky rookie season. He also only had one strong year at the University of Memphis. Sure, he might have the physical talent, but you still think he's two to three years away from being a good quarterback. Romo would be the perfect bridge and keep that title window open. Makes all the sense in the world. All good points, you think. The rest of the Broncos staff appears to agree. They silently nod along. But Elway sees. You're telling him how a quarterback should develop? Who the fuck are you? Oh, shit. Some kid living in your mum's basement. Yes, you add meekly. In fact, Elway's furious. He knows a thing or two about quarterbacks arsehole he knows a thing or two about running a franchise right now tony romo is not gonna fit into it get the hell out of this office all in all that did not go as planned you leave denver with disappointment romo's bummed but thinks that was more elway's mistake than yours and hey there's still two more meetings to go don't let elway's sensitivity get you down
0: Uh, elway jimmy g and elway yeah killing me here bastards Uh, i had a feeling that might happen I tried, to, I tried to preface it. I mean, what are you going to do? Maybe I should have just let them talk amongst themselves.
1: You've wrapped up your first visit with the Denver Broncos. Now charge ahead with your second meeting. Of course, the longer you wait, the more likely it is that teams will drop out of the running. Houston Texans have already decided to stick with Brock Osweiler, mostly because they can't get out of his fat contract, so they are no longer an option for you. Where do you want to focus instead? Teams with the most cap room, teams with the biggest hole at quarterback.
0: I mean, need always seems to be a thing... I tend to think that need tends to be the one that sticks out now that I think about it. I mean, I don't know how this is going to shake out. I know oftentimes, like even this season, there was like rumors that the Dolphins were going to go for Deshaun Watson, uh, stuff like that. But a lot of times if a team needs a quarterback, they're going to go for it. And they might even pay up for it.
1: Let's go with need. That's the road. Need to in the biggest hole. <laughs>
0: It's certainly what uh, what Richard Wank would have gone with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you decide to spend your second visit with a team that's desperate for a quarterback. You lost. You got me again with Richard. Wank. <laughs> <laughs> the best options here are speaking of Wank, the New York Jets. Todd Bowles and company captured some Fitz magic in 2015, but that genie slipped out of the bottle in 2016. Team still has some veterans on offense like Matt Forte and Brandon Marshall, but a major question mark at quarterback right now. Fitzpatrick and Geno Smith are free agents, and the team can't expect much from young Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg. Romo may just be the perfect vet to slide under center. Your other option is Chicago. With Smoke and Jay Cutler nearing an inevitable end to his run in Chicago team will have to be looking at options at quarterback Both Brian Hoyer and Matt Barkley paid some starts for the Bears in 2016 Both of them are free agents right now That means the team will have a giant hole at quarterback that Romo may be able to fill right away. Where do you want to make your second visit? Do you want to go to the Windy City or the Big Apple?
0: Ah oh man this is tough. So I actually remember Remember that Fitzpatrick time, Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker. I mean, Chris Ivory. Chris Ivory. That's right. Uh, I actually liked. I mean, all those guys for fantasy were great. Anyway, I don't really remember what their records were, but they were. They were all pretty good plays. Chicago, the Bears. We're looking at probably what Matt Forte time. Uh,
1: Forte's on the Jets at this point. Oh, so he is on the he's on the Jets too.
0: All right. So we have Chris Ivory. Four to, oh, that sounds good. Do we know who's on Chicago at this point? Yeah, let's have a look.
1: 2015 Fitzmagic Jets season. That was I saw my first live NFL game that season. It was Jets v Colts. Oh, over here at Wembley Stadium, and Chris Ivory had himself a day. I think he scored three touchdowns.
0: I was, you know, it's it's funny people people might hate on it, but I, I did like Chris Ivory. Um, and that might actually push my decision in a direction. Your first football game, Jets Colts. Might be fortuitous here. We might have to go down that road. But uh, what are we working with with Chicago? Let's go down memory lane.
1: So rookie sensations, Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen were their leading rushes in 2017, replacing Matt Forte. Chitty Kiss and Mitch Trubisky and Mike Glennon were their two quarterbacks. Mm. Their leading receivers, Kendall Wright, Josh Bellamy, who I think's just gone to jail for uh, COVID fraud.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> COVID fraud? Was he selling cards or something? No, I think he misappropriated government funds.
0: Oh my. Oh, can't do that. No. They tend to not
1: like that. Uh, Dontrell Inman was a receiver. Benny Cunningham, he was a running back. But Zach Miller, before he had that horrific injury that was a clear touchdown they didn't pay and he never played again. Oh, yeah, sad. Dion Sims, Trey McBride, just a lot of shit. Yeah, I think I remember that time. Okay, uh, I
0: think out of these two... So Jets were working with, I believe at the time we said Fitzpatrick. Yep. So you know he's going to be in another city. So that's he's definitely out of there. They just signed on Mitch Trubisky, I think, at this time in Chicago. Yep. So they might want to stick with him, and I actually think they did stick with him for for a few years. So let's. And your first game was the Jets. But I mean, I'm telling you, the Brandon Marshall, uh, Eric Decker, the um,
1: yeah, they had some decent players around that time.
0: BDD there, um,
1: yeah, yeah, big, good level of dick talk tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's just one of those nights. It's just a Friday night. <laughs> um, let's go down with the Jets.
1: Let's do it. I'm excited. Let's
0: let's change history.
1: Your meeting with a top-tier team like the Broncos did not go as well as you hoped, but there's still time. You fly to New York for your next meeting with the Jets. The team has some talent on the roster, but clearly huge issues at quarterback. Maybe with Romo under center, they'd be playoff contenders. Maybe. Let's find out. Although the team's headquarters is in New Jersey, the owner here's another funny name, Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson. (laughs) Gets me every time. (laughs) The owner Woody Johnson has put you up at a swank hotel in New York City, the Trump International. President Trump is a close personal friend of Woody, so it's on the house. Still, Trump, really? Both you and Romo feel a little uncomfortable about supporting the hate monger and wonder if you should switch hotels. What do you think? Stay at the Trump Hotel, find another hotel in the city, grumble about how annoying liberals inserted Trump bashing into a sports game.
0: It pulled the rug out from under me. I lost track when we started getting into Trump talk. (laughs) Can we... And, you know, the the Woody... Woody didn't help either.
1: Richard Wank and Woody. He was the ambassador of the United Kingdom, I'm pretty sure, living over here. Oh, no kidding. Oh. Okay, so my options are... You can stay at the hotel, you could find another hotel, or you can grumble about how annoying liberals inserted Trump bashing into a sports game.
0: There's three options. Now, here's the deal. We have a good hotel. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to talk to anybody, right? Go to my room, chill out, maybe order some room service. I'm going to, I think I'm just going to, it's the boring option. I think it might somehow, with the dialogue set up here, (laughs) bite me in the ass. I'm going to stay at the hotel. I see the future. I see the future. I think that's a fair decision. But it's the smart move. Yeah, it's the smart money.
1: Who cares where you stay, really? The Trump should be fine. You roll up to the hotel and grab a drink at the bar. You talk with Romo about the next meeting with the Jets. Your sense is that their leadership would pay the $20 million, but that their team may be too far away from contention. Romo agrees. He's uncomfortable with the franchise's chances and with the hot seat coaching staff. He heard Todd Bowles filed Chan Gailey, a good coordinator in his mind, in favour of some wide receiver coach who'd never called a game in the NFL. All in all, this franchise may be doomed. Honestly, he doubts he'd really agree to sign here. But hey, could be we worth sticking around to drive up the price for other teams? What do you do next? You can A, trash talk the Jets some more and go to bed, skip this meeting and move on to your third visit instead.
0: So my only option is to trash talk the Jets or skip the Jets completely. Yeah. So I, if I trash
1: talk the Jets... You still get to go to the meeting. You just... Classic jet spashing.
0: Oh man, that's gonna bite me in the ass too. Hmm. Now, if I skip the meeting, do I still get two
1: meetings? No.
0: It doesn't count, right? So I might as well go to the meeting. All right, let's talk some shit and let's go to the
1: meeting. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it! <laughs> <laughs>
1: You stay up all night at the Trump International Bar getting hammered and goofing off with Tony Romo. You spend the majority of the evening trash-talking the Jets, whom both of you realise have no legitimate chance to beat the Patriots or even making the playoffs. Todd Bowles is a dead man working. This is bad. ha <laughs> ha You don't remember much more of it, but you will. That's because every word, every joke, every laugh is played back to you. Apparently, the Trump Hotel, which you had no problem staying at, was littered with Russian spies. Oh my god. They taped every single thing you said and then filtered it back to Trump buddy Woody Johnson, the Jets owner. He's humiliated, furious. There's no chance in hell that he's meeting with assholes. In fact, he leaks the tape back to your boss at the CAA, Eli Goldsteinberg. Truthfully, Goldsteinberg agrees with you. He thinks it's funny as well, but you can't ruin a relationship with a team over this. You're not worth the hassle. Sorry, Dane Cook, you're fired. I'm sorry,
0: you're fired. Get out of here.
1: Time to join the actual Dane Cook on the unemployment line. Uh, That's g- game over.
0: Yeah, yeah game over. Ah, that's brutal. Yeah, I knew once the they brought in the Trump Hotel and the and I didn't have many options. I guess I should have just skipped it. I don't know. It just seems so much more fun to sit there and bash the Jets.
1: I agree.
0: No, no. Sorry, Jets fans, but you know, it was a good time. I'm with Tony Romo. What am I going to do? So he wants to bash the Jets. I do it.
1: Well, you can use a go backsies here. Your last go backsies. And you can meet with Chicago. You can
0: mm,
1: use a go-backsies and find another hotel or complain about Trump or something. Or you can use your go-back-to-the-start-of-level-three and basically get to day two of your meetings. And
0: Yeah, so I think what I'd like to do is if we can go back to the time and say... Because I, I don't think... I have a feeling Chicago is going to be more of the same, right? I mean, certainly not that outcome, unless if... I, I did not know how that would happen, but <laughs> the, Chicago at this point in time just really doesn't have much. They're not going to be a contender. Romo's not going to be happy. So I'd like to go, I guess, at this point. So we went with contending teams. We went with in need of a quarterback. So now we have to go with cap space. So I'd like to jump back if I could and hit the cap space one.
1: Right? Is that correct? That is correct.
0: I think I have it all on lockdown. So we'll do a backseas. My last backseas. This is, for, this is for it. This is for um, for all of it. This seems to be the right move.
1: I think you're right. So you've taken your backsies to you want to talk to teams with the most cap room for your second meeting let's do it. The best options here are Cleveland. The Browns Brains Trust basically played their version of Moneyball slash The Process by tanking in 2016. That didn't lead to too many wins, one to be precise, but did flood their team with cap space and draft picks to spare. They want a veteran quarterback like Tony Romo, spending won't be an issue. They have an enough room for at least two or three Tony Romo-sized contracts on the roster. The other option is San Francisco. Thanks to Trent Baalke's amazing ability to dismantle a Super Bowl roster in record time, the 49ers find themselves in a similar situation the Browns. They struggled mightily in 2016, but will have plenty of cap space to go around. Given the fact that Colin Kaepernick has one foot out the door, there's always an opportunity to go for a high-priced quarterback like Tony Romo to take center stage. So where do you want to make your next visit? Cleveland or San Francisco?
0: So Cleveland's come come a long way over the past couple seasons. They were firmly at the bottom of that division for quite some time, whereas San Francisco, they hit ups and downs on contending. And, uh, you know, obviously with cap, they had a very, very, very good year. So um, I am going to have to go with San Francisco. I think that it meets all—it checks all the boxes, right? They can They can contend. They have a cap space— And uh, they're in need of a quarterback. So this this might be the road to glory
1: here. And your brother works there.
0: And my brother works there. Oh, my goodness. How scandalous and wonderful at the same time. It's a shady business. I'm shady. Let's go.
1: After trying with one of the better teams in Denver, you decide to take your second visit to the lowly 49ers. Let's recap. You were given a mandate to land Romo on a playoff contender. And yet, I repeat to you, you've decided to take your second visit to the San Francisco 49ers. Why? Ruh-roh. You want to drive up his contract price, or you just wanted to have some fun in San Fran?
0: This doesn't sound good. This sounds like uh, it's already doomed to fail from the start. What's this guy got against uh, the 49ers? Don't know. I really think that they would would go for Romo. Um, I guess we're driving up the contract price. I mean, I guess that's got to be the way it is.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that. The San Francisco 49ers may not be the greatest franchise around right now, but they're flushed with cash. Trying to squeeze a hefty contract offer out of them isn't a bad idea, especially when your brother happens to be working with the organization. It's all a ruse, an elaborate dance. This is how you play the game. You're, fr- you're the Frank Underwood of the agent world. See, this is dating this. This is pre-me too. The 49ers Brains trust leads you and Tony Romo into a conference room where you meet with coach Kyle Shanahan, GM, John Lynch, and his special advisor, your own brother. Perfect. That is until the meeting starts. Coach Shanahan respects Tony Romo thinks he'd be a great fit for his system if he had a better team around him. Right now, the Niners feel like a long-term rebuilding project that could last two to three years. Signing Tony Romo would be slapping a band-aid on a bigger problem. They need to be more patient than that. And you agree, this isn't a good fit. Romo shouldn't sign here. All you want is a big contract offer to talk around the other teams. They can offer that, right? Right, brother? He looks uncomfortable but you press him and finally he explodes. He's not going to give you a fake contract offer just because you're his brother. In fact, he's tired of you riding his coattails and sucking the life out of him in the entire family you need to grow up and you damn sure need to move out of mom's basement that did not turn out as expected you slink out of the meeting with no offer ashamed and embarrassed select your third meeting
0: oh my goodness so now now not only did i not get the contract i'm living in my i'm living in mom's basement man i am gonna Kick his ass at thanksgiving
1: <laughs> you've wrapped up your second visit with the san francisco 49ers and will now charge ahead with your final meeting of the week of course the longer you wait the more likely it is the teams will drop out of the running the cleveland browns have zeroed in on deshaun watson in the draft so they no longer have any interest in advancing an expensive veteran quarterback where do you want to focus instead and you got to look at teams with the biggest need at quarterback and then we're back with a choice between the jets and chicago
0: so we already went with the Jets. Oh, uh, maybe if my meeting didn't go all wonky, I could have got in with them. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's the whole spying on me and all that stuff. Uh, but either way, I gotta skip the meeting unless if I don't stay at the Trump Hotel. A lot, a lot of stuff at play there. All right, I'm going to just take all of that and throw it out. Way too complicated for me. Oh gosh, we're going, we're going to Chicago.
1: So far, you're struggling to find a home for Tony Romo, but luckily you have one meeting left with the Chicago Bears. Maybe it's the desperation talking, but you're optimistic about the franchise. Sure, the team went 3-13 last year, but they are devastated by injuries. If you put a healthy Tony Romo under centre, with Jordan Howard running well and Alshon Jeffrey catching passes in the red zone, you have the semblance of a good offence in place. Oh, I forgot about Alshon. You fly into O'Hare Airport with Tony Romo trying to hype him up the same vision you had for this team. This could be a, They could be a QB away from the playoffs. Romo, realized. He doesn't have many options right now. Agrees this could be the best it gets. If they offer a decent deal, he'll have to take it. What do you do? Well, head to the meeting. Yeah, let's head to the meeting. You head through the airport, excited about your meeting with the Bears. However, a problem arises. Apparently, the traffic around the city is brutal. The streets are clogged, the line for a taxi is enormous. That, coupled with poor weather, could make you late. You really can't be late to this meeting. It's your last one. What do you do? A. Order an Uber ASAP. B. Take a subway train into the city or see wait for a better option to emerge.
0: Mm. Well, if traffic's bad, then I think the Uber's not going to be great. <clears throat> subway. Uh, I don't I don't know where the drawbacks come there. Uh you know, so I think I'd do subway. Yeah, you know, let's do subway. Tony Romo on the subway. Who would imagine it?
1: Eager to make your meeting with the Chicago Bears, you grab Tony Romo and head down into the subway station located in O'Hare. It's a savvy travelling trick that should allow you to save some time. You wait by the tracks, checking your watch. You should be able to make it. But then, the subway car screeches. This doesn't sound good. The driver screams, Out of the way, I've lost control of the." He can't even finish the thought before the subway car crashes over the tracks, topples onto its side, and squashes you and Tony Romo. What? (laughs) (laughs) they <laughs> the the <art>. odds <laughs> Oh my gosh. Dick wank wrote this for sure. (laughs) You're both flattened, (laughs) dead on impact. What the fuck? You just died in the most random way possible through no fault of your own. How is that fair? It's almost like the makers of this game got super lazy and ended your visit before you even had a chance. What assholes. Ah, well, there's always time to give it another go. That's game over. We have no more go-backsies, but I will grant you one bonus Christmas go-backsie to go back to any point to try and save this. This is your last roll of the dice.
0: So... (sighs) I don't know. I feel out of all of these, it's got to either be the Jets or Chicago. But I feel, I just feel so stopgapped at Chicago. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I can get an Uber, be stuck in traffic, be late to the meeting. I can wait for another option. And that's the ex machina right there. Like, what is something going to save me? I have no idea what's going to... I would never normally just wait.
1: You know what I mean? My gut is telling me Cleveland is the way to go. Okay. I think... Good money, cut high priced free agents.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm
1: I think that could be the our, our last run at glory here.
0: Because in their timeline, they said that they're going for Deshaun Watson when they closed it out. Yep. So okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go to Cleveland.
1: You fly into Cleveland in anticipation of your meeting with the Browns. In anticipation may be a stretch. Both you and Tony Romo know the Browns aren't too close to 500, let alone the playoffs. Romo doesn't mind the current coaching staff. Hugh Jackson seems to be a bright offensive mind. <laughs> my goodness. (laughs) But he doesn't trust the organization as a whole. The entire culture in Cleveland feels toxic to him, resulting in erratic decisions and unpredictable behavior. But hey, he's willing to keep an open mind. The Browns can impress him with this meeting with a fresh vision he may buy into it after all. That night before your meeting, you hang out in your Cleveland motel room debating whether this will work out. The Browns may not be the best option for Tony Romo, but there's not much you can do now. You're deflated. Suddenly you hear a buzz on your cell phone. It's your mum. In all your excitement, you completely forgot to tell her where you are, what you've been up to. You've actually gotten a job. There's some positives in all this. You, know, you can either take the call from your mum or ignore the call and get rest for the morning.
0: I feel like this is going to have impact. Let's take the call from mum. You know, I mean, you gotta answer the call. Your mom's calling. You gotta take it. Who needs sleep? This version of me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You excitedly answer the call from your mom. He got to tell her about your new fancy job with the CAA. Your brother isn't the only one working in sports now, but as it turns out, your mom didn't actually call you. She accidentally butt-dialed you. Oh, mom. <sighs> you can overhear her. Apparently, she's out to dinner with her good friend, Bill. You hear sounds that appear oddly similar to kissing, making out. What the fuck is she doing bill looking back you think it's strange that a good friend bill spent so much time at your house (laughs) even sleeping over multiple times looking back the time you walked in on them playing twister was a red flag especially since there was no twister board obviously he's been banging her god you're an idiot God, he's an idiot. Oh, wait, they're saying the same thing. Your mum stops making out long enough to, to talk shit to Bill. She complains that her son has never had a job, never had a girlfriend. She doesn't know what she's going to do with you. It's a depressing phone call to hear, but you know, there's only one way to change her mind. Land Tony Romo a fat contract. You'll show her. Maybe. Now, is this going to be Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, another Bill Gates, Bill Clinton?
0: It's um, certainly not Kevin Costner, because he's over at Cal Ripken's wife's <laughs> house. <laughs> Seven degrees of our podcast. I knew I'd work it in somehow. Yeah, this is horrible. I mean, number one, hang up the phone. Uh, Number two, I would not find that motivating. That would be extremely (laughs) deflating for me. (laughs) Not only is your mom trifling, but she stopped in the middle of it to throw some shade on you, which... Begs the question of why she's even thinking about you when she's doing that. I, I don't know. It's a very, very destroying moment. Now, was there a choice in there? Was it? No, it was. Picking the bill. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> it's just, this is what it is. This is your life. This is just a a little, you know, you you choose your own bill. Choose your own bill. Maybe it was the entire Buffalo Bills franchise, who's to say? Maybe it was. After a depressing night in Cleveland, it's time for your morning meeting. You head into the Browns facility to meet with Coach Hugh Jackson, GM Sashi Brown, and Chief Strategy Offer officer Paul De Podesta. All in all, this isn't a bad brains trust. In fact, the Browns have played the football version of Moneyball, or the process tanking and collecting assets like baseball or basketball, though, a turnaround can happen quickly in football. They launch into a detailed PowerPoint presentation, laying out their vision for the future. They want to wait, hold on. Owner Jimmy Haslam has decided to join the meeting based on the looks Jackson Brown and De Podesta's face. You can tell this wasn't planned based on look on Jimmy Haslam's face. He's drunk off his ass. No, no, uh, Got my own plan, Haslam says. Proudly, in fact. He's decided to take on a more hands-on approach with the team after spending his first few years concentrating on his business slash scams. This year, it'll be old Jimmy's show. He's done his research. He knows exactly how to make the Browns a contender from day one. What do you think is going to happen here?
0: I have no idea. I have no idea. I think that they're going to... I don't think it's good for, for Tony Romo or myself. That's for sure.
1: He's going to use that number one pick on a surefire superstar. A rush linebacker who can be the next Von Miller. Miles Garrett? Nope. Vontae Mack? No! The kid is a fierce competitor and a good kid to boot. No! <laughs> he, he even takes care of his niece. The more he talks, the more you realize he's basing his film study off the movie Draft Day with Kevin Gust.
0: Shut up!
1: What? <laughs>
0: and if you have if you're listening to this right now and you have not listened to our draft day podcast Circle back and listen to it. It's crazy. And we also do seven degrees of separation from each of our podcasts. And this is a one degree. This is right there. That's wild.
1: I know. It's amazing. Romo gives you a look. We need to go now. Turns out the Browns may be the same old Browns after all. You wish Haslam and company good luck with their team, but you hurry off to your next meeting elsewhere. Now we're back to our landing page. And I can tell you this is our last run at this, this is our third meeting. And once again, you're choosing between the Jets and the Bears.
0: So it is. It's one of those decisions. So obviously, it's. I felt better about the Jets.
1: You feel? Are we going back to the Jets?
0: But oh, well, I don't know. I can I forgot that they had yeah, Alshon. Alshon was playing pretty good at the Bears at the time, wasn't he? Oh, it's hard. My my brain's getting muddled with all this stuff.
1: Honestly, I think it's just luck. I think there's this.
0: I think, it's, I think it's luck, too, because we're down to the point where it's like, okay, we choose a different hotel, or there was both too many options in those, or we take an Uber or wait for something to happen. Man, this is tough. Um, I wish we could uh, do, like, audience selection, like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Remember that show? I, I do. Remember that show? A little throwback. A little throwback there. <laughs>
1: The audience always chose wrong anyway so it's usually a bad thing. Um my instinct is the Jets. I felt good about the Jets when we did it. I think so too. I did too.
0: Yeah, that that's that's where I want to go too. All right, so let's go back to the Jets and I guess we start to have hotel. I think we need to get out of that hotel.
1: <laughs> well, you'll be ple- you'll be pleased to know there's a different set of outcomes. All right. Oh, there is. I think if you do things in a different order, they they all kind of work out. Uh, That's a true
0: choose-your-own-adventure. I love it.
1: Okay. You fly into LaGuardia for your final meeting with the New York Jets. The team has some talent on the roster, but clearly huge issues at quarterback. Maybe with Romo under center, they'd be playoff contenders. The tension of your mission is palpable. You want to make this last trip work, but you may be forcing this fit. Hell, you might just be driving yourself crazy. Romo suggests you need to go out and grab a drink to unwind to get those nerves out what do you do stay in and prep for the meeting or do you go and grab a drink to unwind
0: i i'm prepping for the meeting no way no way i'm not drinking too risky. Last time I was in New York, or New Jersey, I guess. It was a
1: bad scene, so
0: uh, I'm prepping.
1: It's been a long road, but you finally roll into your final meeting, the New York Jets. They're excited to meet with you. Owner Woody Johnson, GM, Mike McCagnin, and coach Todd Bowles all crowd into the room, hoping to impress you. You get the sense that money won't be a problem here. The bigger question is, can this team contend? Bowles takes the lead out the front. After a 10-6 and six start to his career, the Jets admittedly flopped to 5-11 and 11 this past season, nose-diving along with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But if the team had a QB upgrade like Romo, he feels they could take advantage of the veteran playmakers on offense, Brandon Marshall and Matt Forte, and their very strong defensive line and make a playoff push. And if not, Woody chimes in, we can always hire a new coach. Wait, what? Todd Bowles got caught off guard by that, (laughs) and it shows. (laughs) But Woody doesn't back down. After all, this is going to be year three of the Todd Bowles experience, and he needs to do a hell of a lot better than 5-11. 5-11. Maybe Tony Romo will turn that around, but if he can't, maybe Josh McDaniels will. Bowles sees for the rest of the meeting, annoyed with this toxic franchise. On the bright side, Woody says he'll offer Tony Romo a one-year $15 million deal, all guaranteed. He can't commit to a deal any longer than that because of, you know, the whole Todd Bowles situation. <laughs>
0: he's like he's like the son steve <laughs> steve and Bowles are the same character in this <laughs> plot line they're gonna go bowling after this yeah.
1: well he's todd balls <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> todd balls thanks for the tip The the what? Bowles is downright pissed off right now, but Woody doesn't have the time to deal with that. He's got an important call coming in. Donald Trump? Nope, Josh McDaniels. Woody Johnson leaves the meeting with a cloud hanging over their head. Bowles looks back at you, grumbling under his breath. The offer still stands, but he'd recommend staying far, far away from this hellhole of a franchise. What do you do? I think at this point we have to accept the $15 million offer. There's no other option.
0: There's no other option. No other we option. We have no go-backsies. go, go backsies. I mean, this is this this is the only meeting we've actually gotten through without it being a nightmare. I mean, a little bit of a nightmare, for, more for Todd Bowles. But yeah, let's do it. Let's accept. We're in.
1: Congratulations. You've... Wait, never mind. There is no congratulations in order here. You've just tried to accept a contract, one year, 15 million, that's below your company's mandate. Moreover, you tried to land Tony Romo on a team that doesn't appear ready for playoff contention. In fact, the whole organization feels toxic, right? now the owner is literally on the phone right now considering new coaches so you do not win you lose badly
0: ah balls what are you gonna do you know it's the way the cookie
1: crumbles i think this is it we've got comments here from other reddit users who've reached this point after almost an hour in this game i was so excited to take this contract fade me you tried your best but your best wasn't good enough haha fuck well fuck (laughs) and shit
0: (laughs) yeah I internalized all those things I think that they're saying there.
1: I think we've reached the end of our adventure. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I you know what? I think we do have what it takes to be NFL managers. I would I wonder if there's an outcome here that leads to anything
0: that's I just want to know what team I want to know the team was it Chicago I, I don't know that's I hope it's not Chicago
1: I, I, I honestly don't know
0: yeah I mean I really get there was a couple teams that I really thought would we'd be able to pull it together it San Francisco which uh, apparently the author of this story was not into. But of course, timing is everything. The Jets, he obviously wasn't into, but I I do remember them being somewhat competitive at that time. Maybe. I don't know. I just like the players on their team, maybe.
1: So, if we wind all the way back to being at Chicago at the airport waiting for the magic option to show up.
0: Ah, no. That's it. It's the magic option. Who in their right mind would just be like, we gotta get there in time. Traffic's bad. Let's hang out and see what happens. You need to
1: (laughs) rush to make your meeting with the Chicago Bears but the taxi line is too long. You don't want to order an Uber. You don't want to take the subway. Tony Romo looks impatient. What exactly are you waiting for? Some type of miracle? He's about to leave you behind until a very strange looking man with goggles comes up. Excuse me gentlemen, but I couldn't help to overhear your quandary. He dusts off his suit and offers his hand with a graceful bow. What a distinguished fellow. My name is Professor Horatio I don't know why I don't know my name, Professor Horatio Augolinus the Third. And I may have just the thing you need in my sack of inventions. He opens his satchel and withdraws strange-looking shoes. Rocket boots, to be precise. They'll allow you to soar with the eagles through the clouds and to any meeting you need with the greatest haste. Please take them as my gift to you, fellow travelers. You take the rocket boots, give Tony Romo a look. Should you actually use these? (laughs) Now, the options are hell yes, let's take an Uber, let's do the subway. No, we're, we're taking the rocket boots.
0: We're rocket boots at this point. I mean, at this point, I'm throwing my hands up
1: in the air. Rocket boot it. You strap on Professor Horatio the III's rocket boots. You look back to the professor and ask how they work. He motions to the fly button. Oh, right, that should have been obvious enough. You both get a chuckle out of it before you lean down and press that button. And immediately you explode. In fact, you take half the airport terminal down with you in a fiery death. As your soul plummets down to internal damnation, you begin to doubt whether Horatio Ogolanus was even a professor or an inventor at all. Sure, he had Professor scribbled on his beanie, but it was misspelled and written in shit. (laughs) Maybe that was a red flag. Looking back on it, oh well, off to hell with you. Look, I gotta be honest...
0: That was clearly the best path. I mean, insane and brilliant at the same time. Yeah, yeah. uh, I'm okay with not getting a resolve on this. Um, We ended on a very, very high note, I think. Um, Maybe you can't get
1: there. He did say there were hundreds. There were... At three winning options out of the hundreds.
0: Three? Mm,
1: well, and we don't know what they are. Don't know what they are.
0: Well, that's unfortunate. He should have at least put that in the post.
1: <laughs> well, what we'll do is we'll pop this in the show notes for anyone who wants to do it. Sure. And they can, I don't know, while away the hours like we have here. Now, it's it's a bit of an unsatisfying ending, isn't it?
0: Well, I mean, you know what they say, it's not the destination, it's the journey.
1: And we had a hell of a journey.
0: The really, yeah, really, really long journey. Yeah, maybe we'll have to do this on our on our own and get to that end or just bury it never never experience it again but either way good times good times were had
1: for sure have you got anything else to add or uh do you think it's time for us to wrap up the show
0: uh i think it's time to wrap i mean you know it's unfortunate we couldn't get romo another contract maybe that was the end game in general he should really be an announcer at this point in his career and he does well at it so You know, I don't really feel that we failed, I just feel that we um, won differently.
1: I think you're right. And I think uh, all in all, everything worked out for Tony Romo. I think the real winner today was Eric Johnson. And, and as you say, the the journey we had. Well, thanks as always to our super producer, Nick, for making us sound competent. You can follow him on Twitter at Iowa in the NFL. And uh, he does all sorts of great work over that. He's also the host of Dynasty Wire over on Sleeper Wire. So check that out if you want more from him. Where can the good people find you?
0: So you can find me on Twitter if you want to chat or just kind of Wrap about stuff that's justin underscore b or if you want to check out my website you can see some design and web work that i've done development uh, that's justin-b.com
1: excellent definitely recommend checking that out if you need anything done in that digital space and as always you can follow me at she and solo on twitter that's s-h-e-a-h-a-n-s-o-l-o it's after christmas now but you can also buy my books yada yada, yada the little book of seinfeld that's what they said the little book of the office we Hope you had a wonderful Christmas. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be back in 2022 with lots more screen pass. And if you have any ideas at all for the show, get in touch with us and we will see what we can do. And how do we always end the show, mate?
0: Oh, well, Sheehan, I'd like you to pick a hand.
1: Uh, left. Oh, look, it's a
0: screen you later.
1: Ah, love it.
0: Smile scene.